Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. I need to talk about this morning on Mobile Rolling. Chris Barsby is not with us this morning. Chris has a commitment out at the Brisbane trials, of course, at Deegan. However, Darren Clayton, as we know, has got his finger on the pulse and he's filling in this morning. Good morning to you, Darren. Yeah, good morning, Steve. Good morning, listeners. How are you this morning? Good. We've got a very special guest, but I'll be looking, look, interested to get your thoughts uh, on one horse in particular, and we cover off on the Chariots of Fire, a horse that seemingly reputation was enhanced through a defeat with Bondi lockdown. But a very special moment on the weekend for Jack Butler, and he's our first guest this morning, Darren. Yeah, that's right. We wanted to get Jack on uh, over the weekend. The Racing Queensland Awards night w- was held on Sunday afternoon, and Jack prepared Gerardus Delight through much of last season and Gerardus Delight walked away with a with a swathe of awards. She picked up the Queensland Horse of the Year, the Queensland Aged uh, Mayor, Mayor of the Year and the Queensland Filial Mayor of the Year. So it was a big night and um, Jack was there to accept the award, as was the owner, Ray Carl, and Jack's been kind enough to join us this morning. Good morning, Jack. How are you today? Yeah, going good, mate, and yourself? Yeah, very good. It was, uh, I guess, a, a moment of, of probably a little bit um, justification down the line after you've decided to make the move from Bathurst all those years ago, about six or seven years ago now, to come away with such a big award. What was the what was the feeling like? Yeah, it was unreal, to be honest. Um, but we, we thought we might have been some hope of Mayor of the Year, Um but then when the horse of the year came out, yeah, that was a, a massive thrill. Yeah, it was great. So she was able to, to record six wins for you and, and provided you with your first Group 1 victory in the Golden Girl. Um, I think a little bit probably not really fair, I think, that there's been a bit of a, the narrative that she went off at big odds, but that probably wasn't a, a real indication of how she was going at the time because she was racing well at that point. Um how she races today at Menangle and then she's back to you, is that correct? Yeah, she's booked on uh, to come back next well next weekend. So um, I, it, it would see how she goes today, of course. If she sort of won and went really well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Ray just kept her there for a little bit longer. But, um, right. yeah, she's definitely coming back at some stage. So, yeah, looking forward to it. And attacking the, the Winter Carnival, the, the Constellations, looking to repeat the Golden Girl? Well, that'd be that'd, that'd be ideal, but um, yeah, that's definitely what you'll be set for again, and um, yeah, just um, and then get through the winter, and then then she'll be definitely going to start after this season. Because oh, Ray is a breeder, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's a breeder. He, uh, we had a, a long conversation about it just going this year, but he said he had plenty already in foal, so he was really enjoying a racing. So he, we thought we'd give her another season. When she does transition over to, to the breeding barn, I'm sure she'll do a great job because she does have a bit of breeding behind her. And, uh, yeah, with that Group 1 victory, it'd be, I guess you'd be putting your hand up to try and get hold of the, the stock to race out of it. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, I think Ray is pretty keen on um, uh, breeding her up here, like to say she can be a Q-bred, her, her progeny, of course, and... Um, that, that's that's the plans going forward. So yeah, definitely have my hand up for sure. <laughs> uh, very good. 
Yeah, that was that was Sunday, and it's a great reward for for that effort with that mare. Today at Albion Park, we see another one of your your star performers, Danger Zone. He returns from a spell, hasn't been um, entirely um, treated well with the barrier inside the second line. Is going to make it a little bit tricky. How's he come back? He's trialled well, and and what are you expecting from him today? Um, yeah, it was, it's good to see that his draws haven't changed from last season, so that was good. <laughs> but um, anyway, no, he's he's going terrific, mate. He, he'll he'll benefit heaps from his first couple of runs, and um, yeah, we're really happy with him where he's at. And uh, yeah, we're you know terrible draw today, but we're just sort of as long as we can get around safe and he's hitting the line good, and um, we'll be we'll be more than happy. But yeah, he's ready to go. Would like you know he's got the right trip, he'd win for sure. But uh, yeah, you're in lap of the gods there, aren't you? Really, and. Uh, just got to just hope for that bit of luck. Yeah, so he resumes today. Obviously, sort of he's got his whole uh, three-year-old term ahead of him. What any any early indications of where you think he'll head, or are you just going to let him tell you where he needs to go? Yeah, at this stage, I'm just going to let him sort of, you know, he's still got to step up the plate and things like that. Yeah, you know, to sort of even think about derbies and things like that. But um, you know. Definitely, the main aim will probably be the winner up here, and um, yeah, we'll just sort of, yeah, as you said, he'll tell us, and um, just hope he can keep improving along the way, and yeah, just go from there. You've you've got a nice team at the moment. There's a there's a couple of handy ones there, and Saturday night would have been uh, you got a few second placings. It could have been a a very big night, but as it was, it was still a good night with um, chasing the win, getting the win, and. Uh, rock with Sam back into a, a little bit of form, so um, the team's certainly rolling along nicely. Yeah, no, we have. We've got a nice little team coming along, and uh, yeah, I didn't think I was going to get a winner on Saturday night, <laughs> getting running places, but at least they're all competitive and um, you know they're thereabouts. So, but yeah, no, we're, we're really happy the way things are going at the moment. And uh, there was one there last week. He had trialed uh, absolutely super, and that's a horse by the name of Saginaw. He started very deep into the red, a dollar, dollar and five. I think he went off there last week, but uh, it wasn't to be his day. Bit of an issue there. It looked like uh, he jumped. Did he jump something, or it just looked like he he went off stride in the same spot uh, in both laps? Was that what the case, or is there something else sort of happened there with him? Um, not really. He sort of caught us all a bit unawares, but um, yeah, he. he been a bit of a problem all his whole life, even in New Zealand, and um, could do a lot wrong and things like that. But uh, yeah, we thought we had him pretty right and things like that. And um, after his trial, Brendan thought he just may need this nice, light little set of spreaders on him. He just got on his knee a little bit, but and that is the only change we've done to him from the trial to the race. But um, yeah, look, he, he, he's definitely got a motor. Um, we can sort him out. We're going to have a lot of fun with him. But um, yeah, he's trialling again today. I just hope he's just not a trial professional. But um, yeah, we'll just just keep poking along with him, and and um, hopefully you can yeah get him right and and win a few races. Yeah, we well, certainly showed that uh, that trial that he's he's got the motor as you said, and hopefully you can iron that out and have a bit of fun. And another one, Deus Ex, we'll see him again this Saturday night. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, he's in Saturday night. He's um yeah. I, He's yeah, he's probably just going through the motions a little bit at the moment, but um, sort of looking really forward to the winner with him being a Kiwi. They seem to, um, as soon as the, the heat goes out of it, they they tend to sort of step up a bit, I think. And um, yeah, but he, he's doing a really good job. But um, 
he just needs a bit of luck with the draws too, which he hasn't had a lot of luck with lately. So but that's just the way it goes. Yeah, they are everything. But uh, yeah. well, really appreciate your time this morning, Jack. I know you're a busy man. You got uh, quite a few in today with the trials and the races. But uh, congratulations to yourself, Tara, and the family with the with the success of. Um, Gerardus Delight and, and looking forward to seeing what she can do when she gets back in your barn. Yep. Thanks very much. No worries. Thanks, Jack. Right. Got a great team at the moment, does Jack Butler and Danger Zone. He'll go off today, Steve, in race number four and he's drawn inside the second line. He's number eight, currently $2.15 with the tab. So um, you, you put him off the front line anywhere and he's probably an odds-on favourite in that race. He's a very nice three-year-old now in his two-year-old term he won three of six starts and very unlucky in the group one triad at his last race last season and then they shut him down so interesting to see how he goes when he gets back to the track mm. today Darren, a lot of talk after the Chariots of Fire uh, the other night. Of course, won by Better Eclipse, an $8 chance. But all the talk after the race was the extraordinary performance of Bondi Lockdown to run second. What's happening with that horse now as we head to the Miracle Mile in less than two weeks? So with the, the Miracle Mile, there'll be two more invitations or, I guess, definite starters given with the two sprint races that will be held this Saturday night. Um, King of Swing looks likely to win one of those and the other one perhaps you're looking at a horse like uh, Expensive Ego or Spirit of St. Louis but two sprints this week. There's then some uh, spots available by invitation. Now Aaron Dunn, the trainer driver of Bondi Lockdown is rolling the dice that he should get a invitation uh, so he's not going around in the sprints this week. Uh, he'd be pretty stiff if he missed out. If he didn't get given an invitation, um, it would probably be a bit of a tragedy. But that said, uh, the New South Wales Harness Racing Club and Club Menangle, who um, sought out the Miracle Mile, they've never been one to, to follow the rule book in terms of uh, what's expected. They've, over the years, the Miracle Mile has created plenty of interest, horses that miss out, horses that get in and... Um, but I don't think they'd take the chance of leaving Bondi Lockdown out after that performance on Saturday night. He sat parked. They've gone 147.6. Uh, I think that's either the second or third quickest time ever in the Southern Hemisphere. Myfield Marshall holds the record at 146 and change when he won the Miracle Mile. And then um, I think there's a 147.1 performance. And then, yeah, this one. And... He did all the work, Bondi Lockdown. He pushed ahead from wide off the front line, sat outside the lead. The first quarter came up in 24.3. Now, I don't know. There's been a bit of commentary around that about how accurate that is. I had a bit of a I'm chat just with looking David. at that. That's, yeah, I just I wondered myself. I didn't want to read it out in case I make a... I thought it must be a typo. Um, <laughs> I had a little bit of a discussion with David Fowler about it yesterday on Air Steve, and he was of the opinion that... Um, it's wrong. I was trying to be diplomatic, and he he tried to coerce me into saying you're allowed. Someone surely to say... clocked it off the off the tally, or well, ex I experts? went back and, and clocked the entire race just mm -hmm. off the screen. Um, without the quarter poles can be a little bit hard to pick up, especially that first quarter. But you can get angle. a ballpark figure then. You can get a ballpark, mm -hmm. and the overall race, I, I did it three times, and I was within 0.3 of a second of the entire race. So. 
for that to be the case, you nearly guarantee that the sectionals are accurate. If, wow. If the overall timing is, is that right, because um, over the the metric mile, or however they deem it, 1,609 metres. But as I mentioned to David, I didn't think 24.3 would actually even be physically possible for these horses. Like, that's that's rare air to be going that quick. And obviously it was better call me that set up that early speed. He he fired off, went straight to the front from gate four, and uh, Krug was sort of kicking up in behind, and then Bondi Lockdown worked across, and he was outside of better call me by the time they went past the, the finishing post, which is about probably about 250 metres from the starting point, thereabouts, give or take. And then, uh, yeah, sat outside him the rest of the way. And then he fought on. He's only beaten 1.4 metres. Better Eclipse was positioned three back against the pegs and, and got the space at the top of the straight and, and closed out nicely. They've come home in 55.1, 27, two and 27.9. So um, amazing performance, Bondi Lockdown. Of course, we saw him up here in Queensland last year for the Constellations Carnival. Aaron Dunn brought him up here as probably... Um, one of those cases where it's it's really helped condition the horse. He didn't have much luck when he was up here. He did draw gate one um, for the Queensland Derby when, when they were up here last year, but uh, he was soon buried away in that run, uh, four back along the pegs, and sort of never really got into it as an American dealer was able to win that race. But um, since then, he's gone from strength to strength. He's won quite a... Uh, I think he's won five or six in a row going into that run in the chariots, including the Group 1 four-year-old Bonanza. He won the Vic Bread three-year-old final. Um, and he was... Uh, he won... Or he placed in a Vic Derby heat before finishing fifth oh, well, in the He's got to final, get in, so. hasn't he? I know you're saying rules, but, gee, fair dinkum, he's yeah. got to get in it, hasn't he? He's, he's fourth favourite, I see now, 750. Yeah, exactly. And it's like I said, it's one of those things because... He's um, resting on on the chance of an invitation. Um, they can always, I guess, provide some form of... We go years back, and we're going back to the Harold Park days where our Sir Vancelot was, uh, was left out one year at the expense of Commander Monty. Um, that caused all sorts of uproar, and um, they're never one to shy away from a little bit of controversy, but I don't mm. think that we're going to see that this time around. Yeah. Bondi lockdown should be in the field and he will go very close in that race he's um he's ready to go the four-year-olds have been doing a super job in recent years um backing up out of the chariots into the um into the miracle mile and uh he's one horse that will certainly go well as will better eclipse if uh he's gets a nice little mm. run like he did there in the Chariots of Fire. Yeah, well, he's $12. Better Eclipse. Uh, Bondi, as I said, seven fifty. You've got King of Swing, two twenty with Tab. Spirit of St. Louis, three fifty and six fifty. Expensive Ego. Of course, some thought that um, oh, that horse uh, would lead the other night on Friday night in the Newcastle Mile, and he certainly didn't lead a Bonsell Benjamin, and he just dropped out. So he would need to lead, I suppose, to be any sort of hope, wouldn't he, in a mile? Uh, if he gets Libby in the race for, for a start... Well, the, again, he's drawn uh, King of Swings uh, qualifying race. It's uh, the one of the sprint races this Saturday. King of Swing drawn in gate two. Bonsell Benjamin, he'll start outside the front line if the emergencies aren't required. So uh, he's got it all ahead of him from out there, that's for sure. And um, he'll need a mighty effort 
in defeat, if if he can't win that race and, and get automatic qualification, I think he'll need to be mighty uh, mighty brave in defeat to gain an invitation. Um, he is the reigning Inter-Dominion champion, of course. Um, how much you look into that, the fact that he wasn't first across the line in that race, he's still the champion nonetheless. But... Um, mm. Yeah, just be. It'll be an interesting one. I think they really need to win that race to ensure that they are in the field. Mm, fireworks on Saturday night for sure. We've got to racetrack Ralphie to give us a couple of winners. Hopefully, at least one today at the trots in Brisbane. Ralphie, we need a winner. How are you this morning? And can you give us one at Albion Park this afternoon? Yeah, morning, Darren. I think we've come up with one, and I've just realised it's the. 22nd of the second 22 today and I've come up with race two number two in my ultimate victor he's uh, he's a three-year-old who's resuming um, and he lines up in a new stable today after switching from uh, Menangle mentoring Jared Elchin to the local horseman here in Peter Gregg he's a son of changeover and he goes one from one after scoring at Redcliffe uh, on debut and he landed the Q-bread bonus on that occasion back in December He's had a number of trials since, and that included a nice display here last week at Albion Park, where he ran 157.6. He draws well today. It is a small field, and that's going to help. And he's hoping the cash uh, gets through for his new owners in uh, really good people in, in harness racing in Alan Marie Whitecross. So we're going to go race two, number two, my ultimate victor. Okay, my ultimate victor currently showing at $4 with the tab. From gate two in race number two, like you mentioned there, it's uh, all the twos, and that's at two twelve that race. Oh, so. please, Richie Ben, I would love all this. <laughs> so it's there. Um, just a quick one from Saturday, uh, Sunday afternoon, Ralphie. Were you at the awards night, and any surprises in any of those awards? Do you think? Um, yeah, I was at the awards night. It was a fantastic night that they put on. Um, and uh, I don't think there was that many surprises. There's a, after talking to people after a few of the announcements, I, I was probably surprised at the two-year-old, but then again, you know, you look at different things and you stick with the, the locals, whereas Tim Trooper got his group one successes interstate. So, yeah, all in all, I think it was, uh, it was a great night, and, yeah, I don't think there was that many surprises. Uh, uh, very good. Well, We'll take the tip today, Ralphie. Race two, number two, my ultimate victor. Hopefully we walk away with the cash. That's it. All good. Thanks, Ralphie. He gets around, does Ralphie, Steve. He was obviously incognito at the awards night on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Chris won't let me know his identity, but I'll find out. This is my mission for this year to find out. Darren, just back to... Um, we talked about Saturday night and the performance of Bondi Lockdown as well. Just on Friday night, that horse was just sustained speed, wasn't it, to win the mile, Mac Dan, $14. Yeah. Where did that come from? Well, he, he was able to get away with, um, once he found the front, he was um, able to back it off really nicely in the second quarter was uh, Nathan Jack. He had the drive. Um, he came out of the gate reasonably well and, I don't think Bonsell Benjamin came out as quick as perhaps uh, Nathan Jack thought he was going to. I know uh, Chris had interviewed Nathan Jack last week and asked him his thoughts on the race. And he sort of basically intimated that Bonsell Benjamin will just be going straight to the front. And from there, he'd be sort of looking for a bit of cover. Well, 
Bonsell Benjamin took a while to even get outside MacDan, and I think at that point um, it was it was evident that the lead was perhaps going to stay with MacDan, and that's exactly what happened. And after a 26-second opening quarter, which is pretty good going, um, there was really not, not much pressure through the second quarter, and he was able to get away with a 32-2-second uh, split, which is absolutely walking for that class of horse. So once he was able to do that... Um, he, he had that race firmly in his grasp, did uh, Mac Dan and Nathan Jack. And, and from there, they were able to then get away with a 28 third quarter, which left them to just sprint up the lane in 26-5, which he was able to do. So um, Balraj got out of the pack late to, to make a little bit of a late challenge. But I think um, Mac Dan was holding him at all times. And yeah, he just he just pinched it with a, with a little bit more of a crafty drive in front. Expensive Ego started odds on in that race. Uh, again... Uh, he was able to finish fifth. He sat in the 1-1, one, one, but um, when they're running 26-5 the last quarter, it doesn't matter how good they are. It, um, it, sometimes it's just mathematically impossible to make up that ground. Thanks for your time this morning, Darren. No problems. Thanks, Steve. Darren Clayton, Mobile Rolling. We'll pick up the closing stages of the chariots with that extraordinary first quarter the other night. Behind the leader, needs a run. To the outside comes Beyond Delight. Better Eclipse gets into the clear. And then came Chevron Arda's heads were turned for home. Going up on the outside now, Bondi Lockdown grabs Better Call Me. Down the outside, Beyond Delight runs on with Krug. But Bondi Lockdown goes in a overdrive. Here comes Better Eclipse launching. Better Eclipse out after Bondi Lockdown, 75 to go. Better Eclipse moves up, puts the head in front, starts to come away. And the chariots is all over. It's Better Eclipse beating Bondi lockdown.